here we are. It's the end of 2020. This year has been bananas for so many of us. Um, There's been really beautiful things, but also a lot of really difficult things. And I wanted to end the year in kind of a unique way. As I have shared really openly on this show over the last few years is how my faith is the foundation of all that I am and how it has impacted and influenced my life and changed me in so many ways. And in the last few years, something that I have done personally is reading through the Bible in a year. And in 2020, I finished my third time through reading the Bible cover to cover chronologically. And it's been transformative for me. It's been life-changing for me. Truly, truly, truly. I'm not just saying that to sound cliche. It really is so powerful. And if you are not a believer, if you've never read the Bible in your life, please don't click away. Um, I just, I'm just sharing this episode from my heart and I'm having a conversation about something that I really believe is, is life-changing. And so I'm really excited to bring this episode to you today. Welcome to Business with Purpose. I'm your host, Molly Stillman of stillbeingmolly.com. And this show's all about bringing you the stories behind the brands, companies, small businesses, and people that are changing the world. Each week, I interview an entrepreneur, CEO, nonprofit director, community leader, or just an incredible person who is making a positive impact, not only with their personal life, but with their career. My goal is to show you that no matter what you do for a living, you can make an impact wherever you are. My guest this week is Tara Lee Cobble. She is the creator and host of the Bible Recap podcast and the author of the book, The Bible Recap. She founded D Group, an international network of weekly discipleship and accountability groups, and she hosts a daily radio show called The God Shot. She hails from Dallas, Texas, by way of Eastern Tennessee. She is hilarious. She's brilliant. And um, she's somebody that I have gotten to listen to every single day in my ears for the last year by doing the Bible recap myself. I have really wanted to have her on the show because the Bible recap is something that has really greatly impacted my life. And I wanted to learn more about her and the person behind um, this incredible endeavor and initiative and, and work. And so I'm really, really, really excited to bring this episode to you today. But before I get to my conversation with Tara Lee, I have to thank a couple of our partners of the show. They are able to help make this show possible. And by supporting these partners, you're supporting this show. So thank you, thank you, thank you. So my first question is, are you one of my loyal listeners of the show? Have you ever wanted to sport some business with purpose swag? You can now get my exclusive do something good with purpose on purpose tea through GoX. Now, GoX doesn't just print teas that you yourself can buy. They actually also do everything from printing shirts for boutiques and corporate events to family reunions and podcast show teas. GoX can actually design and print a tea for any use or occasion. Their experienced graphic design team can work with your art or create a design from any inspiration. So whether you need 24 teas or 24,000 teas, GoX is here to provide you with retail quality fair trade garments with the highest quality screen printed graphics. Love their social mission, but have your own screen printer or even want to print it yourself? No problem. 
you can purchase their blank, sustainable, eco-friendly teas at wholesale prices in bulk. So you can go to goexapparel.com slash wholesale to get started. Or if you just want to shop that exclusive business with purpose, sustainable, eco-friendly tea, you can go to Goex Apparel, that's G-O-E-X apparel.com forward slash Molly Stillman and use the code podcast 20 for 20% off. This episode is also in partnership with the Lemonade Boutique, a women's clothing with a cause store. If you've been listening to the podcast for a while, you know I love artisan groups and for-purpose companies like Elegantees, Starfish Project, and Rahab's Rope. And what I love about today's sponsor is that the Lemonade Boutique combines some of my favorite for-purpose companies, plus much more in one easy-to-shop online store, plus spend $29 and get free shipping. That is a great way to shop. Shop at thelemonadeboutique.com where your purchase empowers women to take life's lemons and make lemonade. Listeners of the podcast can save 15% by using the code PURPOSE15 at checkout. Now on to my conversation with Tara Lee Cobble. Tara Lee, I am so honored to have you on the show. How are you doing? I'm doing great, Molly. Having a good day. It's an overcast day in Dallas, which is nice because as I'm talking to you, the sun is not shining in my eyes. And, <laughs> and um, so I can I can actually see you, which is great. I love it. Well, I, um, you know, as somebody who has just followed your work for quite a few years, and uh, this I'm finishing up here we are end of 2020, good riddance. Um, but end of 2020, <laughs> and I completed my first year of the Bible recap. This is not my first time reading through the Bible, but it is my first time completing the Bible recap. Having Way heard your voice, Every morning for 366 days, because it was a leap year, uh, it's just really cool to be able to connect. And so I'm really excited to, to connect with you and to introduce you to my listeners and also hopefully to get some of them to join us in 2021. Join the party, people. It is a party. It is. It yeah. is a, it's a Bible party, which some people are like, that doesn't sound very fun. It's fun. I promise. It's really great. <laughs> yeah. There's a lot. of Everybody's leaving room for Jesus at the dancing part. And uh, mm -hmm. <laughs> um, right. all right. So to start off, I would love for you to give us the Tara Lee 101. So tell us who you are, what you do, and kind of how you got to where you are today. My name is Tara Lee Cobble. My friends call me Tara Lee or TLC, since those are my initials. I am from East Tennessee. I love cities. I love sparkling water. I don't have any children or husbands or pets. Multiple um, husbands. I, yeah. <laughs> Never know these days. Um, and uh, yeah, I am just a woman who loves the word of God. And I'm so grateful to have finally, you know, gotten to that place because for the bulk of my life, I would have said I love the Bible, but I hadn't really read it. I would have said that I knew it was true, but I didn't know what it said. Mm. So um, I'm grateful to have been captured up in that great love story and get to see who he is every day on the pages of his word. I, and I also love true crime. Oh, <laughs> I saw a uh, Keeping it real. I saw a meme this morning, actually, that a friend shared that was like how much I know about true crime. And it was like a book, uh, you know, a house high. And then it was like how much I know about first grade math. And it was like a very, very small, <laughs> exactly. thin book. I was like, yeah, yeah, no, oh, I can relate man. to that. It's re relatable. So for people that don't know you and don't know the work that you do, um, you're the founder of D Group. 
And you're also the creator of the Bible Recap. And so for people that aren't familiar with those things, tell us what they are and kind of where it all began for you starting those two pretty large endeavors. (laughs) Yeah. So D Group stands for Discipleship Group, and it is a weekly Bible study and discipleship group that meets in homes and churches and online every week. We do deep dives into books of the Bible and topics of theology. And so it is like like the CrossFit of Bible studies. It is not just a home group where you chat about your week or things like that. Like it is, we're memorizing scripture, we're praying together, we're confessing our sins. We are like, it is, there's a lot happening mm-hmm, in it. Yeah. Um, and I've been doing that now. It'll be 12 years in February, wow, 12 years awesome. old, which is crazy. But I started that the year that I started reading through the Bible for the first time because mm-hmm. I was captured by what I was learning and needed and wanted people to talk to about it. Um, So I was like, man, I'm finding out so much crazy stuff that I never knew before. (laughs) I've been in church my whole life. And so let's talk about this. So I just gathered a nine, just nine college girls and we're in a living room and um, just had no idea that the Lord was going to continue to grow it. So by the second session, we were 15 and then 25 and then 40. And then I was leading it on two nights and then three nights. And then it just started you know, I started making videos to have, have it happen in other places around the world. So now we have men's groups and Spanish groups. And that's the origin story of D group was just wanting people to study the Bible with. So yeah, that's fantastic. How many countries are you in now? I don't know. And, you know, our numbers and our locations change every six weeks. Oh, that's true. Yeah. I'm not, I'm not on top of those numbers, (laughs) but I do know we've, we've touched every continent. I don't know that we're currently on every continent except Antarctica. So yeah. that's the only I mean, one we really. Penguins need the word of God. So they I'm just do. saying. And those those like dozen scientists who live there, <laughs> surely one of them's a believer. I'm just saying, hey, let's make that a goal for 2021. <laughs> right? Let's on. let's uh let's charter a boat and we're just gonna head on down there and just see what happens. I I'm for it. I okay. Let's we're making it happen. Um, <laughs> it's real cold, but that's all right. The the that's word right. of God will keep us warm. We'll have a light a <laughs> light right. from within. And so you mentioned that you started Decroup the first year that you read through the Bible. And so talk a little bit about what it was for you that kind of led you, like you were saying, you you grew up in church your whole life, but you realized you hadn't really dug into God's word. And so you decided kind of, was it, what what led you to sit down and read through the Bible? And, and how did that change things for you? Well, I was in full-time ministry at the time that I had never read through the Bible <laughs> and was um, spending my days talking to people and singing to people about the God of the Bible, but had not read all of his word. And a friend of mine who was a pastor was one day I'd played a concert in his state and he came to the concert. And the next day I was talking to him in his office and he was like, have you ever read the whole Bible? And I was like, I'm sure I've pieced it together through the years. Like I've been in church three times a week, if not more my whole life. Mm-hmm. And I wrote my first Bible study in, in high school or college. I can't remember which, which it was, but I, I remember you know, early on being a student of the word, yeah. but still hadn't read all of it. There were just spots in it that I really liked a lot and wanted to like hang out in those a lot. Yeah. And other parts that I was like, I don't know who these, how do you say that word? And why is this important? And does this, this doesn't seem like it applies to me anymore. So mm-hmm. I don't need to read that. And he said, read it all. Let your eyes fall on every word, even the genealogies. Mm-hmm. And it'll take 12 minutes a day to read it in a year. 
Yeah. And um, so I did. And that was very hard and in a different way than I expected. Mm. I expected the commitment of doing it every day to be hard. That wasn't the hard part. The hard part was what I was seeing when I was reading it. Mm. I had not encountered a lot of these things about the Lord. Mm -hmm. And because I had been dwelling in the same places, the like promises that God's going to give me everything I want in life. That was my favorite part, right? Yeah, right. It feels um, great. I could, you know, I had had the bumper sticker, the coffee mug, the t-shirt. <laughs> I was quoting that in every prayer I prayed. And uh, I was, uh, turns out I was taking a lot of things out of context. Mm. Turns out I was not understanding things rightly. Yeah. And I was reading scripture backwards. I was reading it like it was a mirror, like yep. it was about me. Yep. And, and not a lens to see and know and behold the living God and who he is. So that was the hard part was that I was like, uh-oh, God's not who I thought he was. He's not here to serve me. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And um, that really shook things up for me. So it was, I, I talked about that with my mentors and that pastor friend, and they encouraged me to keep at it, to keep leaning in. Because what I was seeing about God that I wasn't really liking, I was like, is this the end of, am I walking away from the faith? Is that what's about to happen? Because I'm reading the Bible. Mm. Like a lot of people will walk away from the faith when they go through something hard, when they hit a trial and they're like, how could God let this happen? And they walk away from God because of the hardship in their life. But I was about to walk away from God because of what I saw in the Bible. Mm. And they were like, keep digging. The good stuff is on the other side of this fight. Mm. And one of them wisely recognized that I was looking for me in the Bible. And like I said, reading it backwards and challenged me instead to look for God and his character. Okay. So you don't like this thing God did because you don't feel like it was, it was good. It wasn't right. It was the wrong thing for God to do. So why do you think God did that? Look in the text for what his motives were. And you find someone's motives by figuring out what, what they love, what they hate. That's what motivates them to do what they do. Yeah. And so you got to read the storyline in order to figure out why God does what he does and what his motives are. And um, so it was just a big awakening for me to read through scripture the first time, but specifically the second time, because yeah. the second time was when I started reading it to look for him and not how he could make all my dreams come true. <laughs> yeah, I mean, that's right. a whole lot less, uh, you know, fun, but it's interesting <laughs> yep. because I, I am listening to Mere Christianity by C.S. Lewis right now. And it's one mm -hmm. of those that you can listen to or read 50 times and something new. But it was interesting because the chapter I was reading this morning was where C.S. Lewis talks about how, and I'm generally paraphrasing, but he's like, you know, people innately are built to to search and yearn for God. Like God created us to naturally seek him. And so you have people that don't that want all the fluff of God, like the this again, general paraphrase, but he's like they want all the feel good aspects of a creator God without the accountability. And so instead, they kind of seek this quote, what they will call a force. <laughs> and I always think about like Star Wars, like they want the force. Right. And yeah. um, that was a really bad Star Wars impression or whatever that was. <laughs> I don't know what it was. Um, but yeah, but they seek that instead of the accountability. And so, yeah, for a lot of people, sometimes when you begin to really read through the Bible and you're looking for God and, and what God has done 
and his character in scripture versus like, what is God going to do for me today? Mm -hmm. That can really throw us for a loop. And it really begins to how we even view ourselves as a part of the world. Mm -hmm. And so I'm curious because you started reading the Bible from, you know, uh, in a year, I guess it was 12 years ago now. Because you said it was when it yeah. when you launched D yeah. Group, mm -hmm. so I'm assuming have have you done it every year since then? I have, and the past two years I've done it twice, twice, um, twice, yeah. Because whenever we first launched the Bible Recap, yeah, I was doing it to study to write the Bible Recap, and then I would do it on the day that it would be my daily reading as well. So I was doing it for work and then I was doing it for life. Mm. And the same this year as I was writing the Bible kneecap. Yeah. Did the same, um, which is our, our second daily podcast um, where we pray through the Bible in a year. So I've taken two trips through the Bible the past two years. So I think I'm at, I guess, 14 now. Wow. Now I'm curious, what did you in your last time through the Bible? So I guess this this time that you're going through right now what did you get out of get out of the bible and your reading of it this time that you didn't get out of it the previous times is there anything that has kind of occurred to you or you've learned for the first time yeah there are a couple things one of them <laughs> i uh, but i'm doing a series of interviews today and i just talked about a different one in the last interview so <laughs> to keep myself interested in what i'm saying <laughs> and not bore myself i'm going to tell you a different one hey it's i like so, it so yeah if anybody if there's anybody out there who's just like tracking all of my interviews i'm not contradicting myself i'm just building out <laughs> a different thing that i learned about god this year it's cool um, <laughs> right so uh, i <laughs> just probably a week prior to the incident incident that I'm about to tell you about had an episode of the Bible recap where we talked about how like God intervenes in our situations and God's great intervening love and da da da, da. and like that was the big point that I drove to in in the Bible recap was like God intervenes and so this one day I'm like you know walking around my kitchen and I think I'm like you know I don't know making some crackers or a sandwich or something and I'm like singing this little praise song that I am writing to the Lord in my head and it doesn't rhyme and it's not a good melody, but it's a, like a verbal prayer that I'm offering up and I'm talking about God's intervening and this is so great and thank you that you intervene. <laughs> and I felt like the Lord was like, <clears throat> I don't do that. And I was like, excuse, excuse me. And I felt like the Lord was like, I don't intervene. And so like, okay, first of all, when you hear a voice in your head that says something, how do we know if that's the Lord, right? right. How do we know? So well, you got to measure it against scripture, right? If God says something and you think it's the Lord, you got to measure it against scripture. Now, if God says, I've had so many people tell me, you're going to meet your husband this year. I have a word from the Lord. You're going to meet your husband. Well, if I met him, we still don't know that because I'm still single. So their word from the Lord can't be measured against scripture because mm -hmm. God didn't say that in scripture. I can't be like, you're right. That's where it says that in the Bible that. 2020 is was the year I would meet my husband, you know, so you just got to wait and see if it if it proves true. Mm. But if God's telling me something about himself and his character, I'm going to measure it against scripture and see what scripture says. Right. So I go and I look through the Bible, uh, like in the Hebrew, I'm looking up, does the word intervene show up anywhere in there? And it doesn't. And I'm like, okay, let's go Greek. Let's go Aramaic. The word intervene is nowhere in the Bible. And so I go look up intervene in the dictionary and I see like 
what does this word mean? <laughs> because maybe I've misunderstood it. <laughs> yeah. And here's the thing. To intervene in a situation, you have to be outside of it and insert yourself into it. Mm. God is not outside of any situation. He mm. is actively involved and engaged in every story. Mm. So guess what your girl had to do next was had to go back and edit that episode of the Bible recap <laughs> because where I had like driven to this point of like, God intervened. <laughs> and the story I'm really trying to tell there is that God shows up and he acts on behalf of his people. But the word, the precise word I was using was exactly wrong because it presents God as being an outsider mm. in a situation. God is not an outsider in any situation. You can't work all things together for good if you're not actively involved in all things. Yeah. Yeah. So that was my humbling experience this year and what I learned. Man. I to go correct myself. Even my mind is blown right now. I would never, yeah, I would never have thought about that. And I, um, and I love what you just said about how you immediately went to scripture to reference that kind of vision, that dream, uh, that, that message, <laughs> so to speak. Right. And, um, and then you mentioned about kind of going to the Greek and the Hebrew and the Aramaic. And that actually kind of leads me to my next question is, where have you found over the years, and, and if, if you want to get super technical, you can, but also if it's just more general, that's fine too, is what has been the most helpful for you as far as turning for additional information on a passage or commentary? And is it just like you have a various amount of comment? I know you do have a team that helps you um, that you're not a one woman show. But, you know, it, whether it's in your own personal study or preparing for the Bible rehab, what has been the most helpful or impactful for you in your study? I would say in the years prior to the Bible recap, I spent a good deal of time dwelling in sermons by pastors who taught exegetically. Mm -hmm. So taught line by line, word by word. And um, anytime I would John Piper, uh, you know, some people love him. Some people do not love him. Some people love what he says, don't like his voice. Um, there's a wide variety of opinions on John Piper. Yeah. But here's what, here, two things that I love about him. One is he has a very user-friendly database on his website of every passage of scripture he's ever taught through. Wow. And you can look up topical. You can look up like I, Romans 9. What I need to, I need some help. And you can, it will pull up and link to everything he's taught on that topic. Wow. And so I would go and like listen to this verbal commentary because I'm an auditory learner. Yeah. And so commentaries are helpful for me. But if somebody can talk me through it, even yeah. better. Yeah. So that was really helpful in understanding A, how to study scripture and B, just helping me see what scripture said in ways I'd never had to piece together. Yeah. And he has a, a thing called Look at the Book that will show you how to dissect scripture. It's incredible. Um, so exegetical pastors and teachers were super helpful to me as I was first coming to the word. Yeah. And then once I learned how to study it for myself, I really fell in love with the Faith Life Study Bible, which is online. It's a, a free resource. Um, it's just bible.faithlife.com. Yeah. I love that. I really think a Greek Hebrew lexicon, there are all kinds of options for that that are free online. Yeah. Those are good. Sometimes they're confusing to figure out how to use. So yeah. just spend some time figuring <laughs> out what to click on. And those have been really helpful tools for me in the research because I did personally spend about 100 hours a week researching, writing, wow. recording the Bible recap. And it was a lot. Yeah. So just stacks of commentaries and you learn, you figure out like, oh, this one is where uh, this one 
is really helpful. And this one is helpful in this area and things like that. So those are my broad answers. I'm curious as this is obviously something that you're doing for work, um, but it's something that is, has been born out of a passion and a desire to encourage others to also dig into the Bible and, and, and read the Bible cover to cover and, and get into this living, breathing, active, uh, just love letter that God has written us. And um, I'm curious, as, as, as you've done this for work, have you been able to compartmentalize what you're doing for work and then also your study for your own personal life or have they kind of <laughs> meshed t- together? You know what I mean? Like, so, so you don't get to the yeah. point where you're resenting being t- in the Bible, if I'm right. just being honest. Well, what's interesting is I kind of, I was concerned about that as well. I was like, okay, I don't want to just be learning so that I can teach. Right. But in, in the South, we have a saying that is, um, <laughs> I, I hate putting on a Southern affect. So just know. Hey, I'm gonna, I'm I live in North Carolina, out. so I'll do it with you. It's fine. <laughs> well, I'm from East Tennessee, <laughs> so I have it, but I am tempted to put it on thicker than I ever had it. So, but the saying is like, you can't pour it out without getting a little on you. Yep. Right. And so essentially I, I was not, as I started doing it, I realized like, I'm not interested in trying to separate this because I was finding so much joy Mm. in what I was learning in my study that it turned into a heart of worship. It it arced my heart back in praise to him. And I was like, I'm not going to, I'm not going to, just because this isn't my quote unquote quiet time, what I call that my, I actually call my quiet time, my priority time. But I'm like, just because this isn't happening in that segment of the day and it's happening later, I'm not going to discount like yeah. this counts that, you know, yes, and totally. So it's like if it's like if you try to if you're making a batch of brownies for somebody and you're going to eat a brownie later, but you also are like licking the spoon and taking a dip of the batter and not like those calories count, too. Right? right. And so you are preparing it for someone else. You're going to eat some of it yourself, but you're also you're probably eating more of those brownies than anybody is eating yeah. of those brownies. And they're delicious. And calorie free. (laughs) Exactly. Yeah. (laughs) Um, No, I I love that perspective. And and I think, too, I mean, maybe maybe it kind of goes into the cliche of, you know, find a job that you love and you'll never work a day in your life. Um, But Mm -hmm. just finding something that you're passionate about and you care about and matters. Um, Yeah. I mean, I I also love I love reading the Bible. And I have talked about this on the show before. Um, and so I don't know how much I've how much depth I've gone into it on here. Um, but you know, my listeners do know, like I I didn't grow up a Christian. I didn't become a Christian until I was 25. So I didn't spend mm-hmm. all the only Sundays I spent in church were, you know, at Christmas and Easter. And right. and it was, you know, it was fantastic. Uh, I had no idea what I was doing or listening to, um, but it was what you did because my parents or my family was uh, Irish Catholic. And so that's what you did is you went on Christmas and Easter. And so when I became a Christian at 25, uh, even then I became super hungry for God, but I didn't, I honestly didn't know how to kind of, uh, how to be filled, (laughs) you know, like I think about like, blessed are you who hunger and thirst for righteousness and they will be filled. Like I didn't know how to be filled, Um, but I hungered and I thirsted. 
And it wasn't until 2018 that I decided it was, I'm not a New Year's resolution person, but I was like, okay, fresh start, new year, new me. I'm going to read through the Bible chronologically. And so I just found a chronological, this is before the Bible recap, because mm-hmm. the first year was 2019. Um, yes. And so I did just a, a chronological plan on version and invited some friends to do it with me. And it turned out to be the best year to do it because it actually ended up being the hardest, one of the hardest years of my life personally. Mm-hmm. And that was the year um, where I experienced two back to back second trimester losses in pregnancy. And the first one actually happened while I was in the depths of Job. <laughs> and let me tell you, when you're going through a season of feeling like Job and you're reading Job, it changes things for you because you hear Job's just crying out to God and, and his questioning and his groaning and his praising. There's just, he goes through every single emotion and there I was going through that exact thing. And I remember when I got to that point and I was going through all of this, I remember there was a part of me that was like, maybe I picked the wrong year to try and do this. But I, again, kind of that still small voice, (laughs) I heard God say like, no, this is the year you're supposed to do this. And I committed to it and it changed everything for me. And in one of the hardest years of my life, I grew closer to God. I grew closer to my husband. I grew closer to friends and family. And at the end of the year, my, my faith was on fire. And I just wanted to do whatever I could to tell other people about God and, and to tell other people like, look, y'all, if he can do this for me, the person who, you know, at the time, eight years ago was, was like, I don't need Jesus. I don't, I can do it on my own. It's fine. You know what I mean? <laughs> and then to have him completely, even eight years into my faith, just bring me to my knees and, mm-hmm. and be like, nope, you have got to quit pulling yourself up by your own bootstraps, so to speak, mm-hmm. and to just lay it down, to just lay it down. I didn't come to this earth and die on a cross for you, for you to try and carry this weight yourself. And, um, and then it just ignited this hunger in me. And so since that time, it's just continued to evolve. And so I, I love hearing from somebody like you who's now read through it 14 times. And I'm completing my third time now. And I can't wait to do it again next year. And I'm going to throw it out there right now. I'm doing the Bible recap again in 2021. And if you're yeah. listening to this right now <laughs> and you're like, I could never do that. I could never read through the Bible. I don't know why that's person suddenly has talks this, like this talks like this i promise you don't talk like this <laughs> oh goodness um but if you are if you've never been through it and you think there's no way like trust me you can and that actually kind of segues me to kind of and i and part of the reason i wanted to even have you on is just to one kind of hear your story obviously that's the whole point of this show obviously but Two is just to kind of even personally share with you how the Bible recap has impacted me. Because the first year I I read through it just chronologically, just in a version plan, um, and I loved it. I also read through it in the message translation, which I highly recommend. It was fantastic. (laughs) Um, Then the second year, I decided to do Old Testament, New Testament in um, the CSB. It's not that I didn't enjoy it as much, but I 
there's something about reading it chronologically versus cover to cover. Mm -hmm. And so that actually leads me to a question to you. What is it about reading it chronologically versus just going straight through that is so different? Okay, so uh, I love this question Um, (laughs) because it really is different. It really is. It's so different. So uh, some people don't know that the Bible is not laid out chronologically. Yeah. It's laid out like a library. So there's the history section, the law section, the poetry section. And it's, it is, that is a helpful way of organizing it, but it is not necessarily a helpful way of getting to know a person. Mm. So we're in scripture. When we read the Bible, we're getting to know a person. That's our aim here is looking for God, looking for his character finding out who he is and reading the story of him rescuing his people. Yeah. And so it's most helpful to read a story like a story and not like selective pieces of information that are stacked accordingly. So I think when we start with the beginning and we follow the thread of the story of God rescuing his people, that is the easiest way. I mean, if you were going to see a movie, Molly, and you were to go sit down in five minutes of it and then step away for an hour and go back into five minutes and then step away for an hour and then rewind uh, to the middle section of the first part that you skipped out on and watch five minutes. Like you're not going to a understand the story very clearly. Right. And B you're not going to fall in love with the lead character. Mm. Like, To fall in love with the lead character, we have to watch how the story plays because guess what? There are parts of what he does that aren't going to look good if you see them out of context. So let's say I step in uh, on a parent disciplining their child. Like if somebody had had a lens on my family life and they dropped in at the moment when my parents are disciplining me, Mm. they might not like my parents. But if they zoom out and see the whole story of how my parents warned me not to do this thing, and then I did the thing, and then they forgave me, and then I did the thing again, and then they forgave me, and then I did the thing again, and they were finally like, okay, it's time for some punishment. We love you. This is out of love. And then they see the, how the relationship, what the relationship looks like when I'm not, you know, rebelling and they're not disciplining me. And they see all of that. They get a much better idea of who my parents are. Yes. And so that is one of the reasons why reading chronologically is so captivating. Yes. In a way that just flipping my Bible open and treating it like a magic eight ball and like, what do you got to teach me today? That doesn't do anything for me in knowing God. Mm. That's self-serving. And frankly, it's lazy when I do that. You know, like, what do you need to say to me, Lord? Just (laughs) guide my fingers to the right pages. And I did that for so many, so many, so long. uh, I've definitely never done that. Um, (laughs) Never. Right. Yeah. And I've also existed on a steady diet of secondhand information about God, yeah. where like, let me read this devotional where somebody else saw the Lord yeah, and let me catch the scraps of what they've, you know, feasted on. And instead of like going to him firsthand to seeing what he has to say. I'm going to take a quick break from my conversation with Tara Lee to thank some partners of the show. And the first one up is Simple Switch. Actually, Rachel Coyce, the founder of Simple Switch, was on the show back in the spring, so you may remember her. And I wanted her to actually tell you a little bit about what makes Simple Switch so incredibly awesome. Thanks, Molly. Thanks for letting me hop in on this episode really quick. We're an online marketplace for positive impact purchasing. So kind of a similar model to Amazon where you can shop online for 
things that you actually need. So like toilet paper, all the way up to nice gifts like jewelry or electronics. But every single product has some sort of environmental or social impact. So I'm really passionate about the, the change that we can make just with our everyday shopping, as I know you are from all your amazing episodes on this show. And we'd love to offer a discount to your listeners because I know you guys are the exact right people for our marketplace. So if you go on simpleswitch.org and use the coupon code purchase with purpose, you'll get 20% off your first order. And that can be a cart that includes all your day-to-day needs, gifts, things you need for next year. Um, we can't wait to see you there. Thank you so much, Rachel. Now, did you know I have an ethical brand directory? That's what Chelsea used to start finding products for her boutique almost four years ago. Now, Amazuma carries over 50 intentionally sourced brands and is the perfect one-stop shop for all your gift-giving needs. And as a thank you to the Still Being Molly and Business with Purpose community, she is offering 20% off with code SHOPWITHMOLLY. Head to shopwithmolly.com for all the details. Now, back to my conversation with Tara Lee. I love that analogy of dropping in on a moment of of a parent disciplining a child. Um, I relate to that very much. Um, and, and yeah, you know, it, it's interesting because um, I also do um, something called BSF, Bible Study Fellowship, um, which I have I've loved. I've done that for six years. And let's see, this year we're going through Genesis, which has been great. Um, but I guess it was two years ago where we did a study called People of the Promised Land Part 1. And so it was basically from Joshua through Solomon. And it was just really interesting when you when you take that time and kind of like what you do in D group, when you take that time to really slow down to study everything in context, to go through it and look at these pieces of of God's story in the larger context, it just makes everything makes so much more sense. And then you also understand like, how did God not just freak out sooner? Because <laughs> like, like, sometimes he's you're so like, patient. he's so patient. I'm like, gosh, yeah. y'all are driving me nuts. Like, right. Now I'm reminded as to why I need the Lord, um, because <laughs> I am not as patient. But yeah, it's just, I love I love that, uh, that analogy. Yeah. So and, and so for for me this year, having been the first year that I did the Bible recap. What I loved was, you know, having gone through it chronologically, then I did Old Testament, New Testament, and then going through it chronologically again this year with the Bible recap. I've loved how I can get to a passage of scripture, you know, that day, and it you're really kind of coming at it from every type of angle. So for if you're an auditory learner, then listen to the Bible and then listen to the the, the daily podcast. Um, I am kind of a combination of auditory and visual. Mm-hmm. And so I love the videos that you guys have in partnership with the Bible project that go before mm-hmm. each at the beginning of each book of the Bible. Fantastic. Also, my kids love them. So when oh, I good. start a new book of the Bible, my kids are like, I want to watch it. I want to watch it because they just think the I guess the like animations or whatever are um really interesting. But, you know, yes. you have the the video that supports it, then you do the day's reading and then you've got, you know, discussion if you're doing it with people and then you have the podcast that you do. It just really you're coming at it from every angle. <laughs> and I know that that's that's the goal. That is we're trying our best to remove every obstacle that is yeah. in the way of people reading scripture. Yeah. And to put 
you know, like with the Bible, sometimes you can't put the cookies on the bottom shelf. Right. So what we want to do is we want to roll out a ladder. Like <laughs> here's, here's the cookies are on the top shelf, but we're going <laughs> to roll out a ladder and we're going to hold your hand as you walk up the ladder. Yeah. And uh, we're going to make sure that we put a fan behind the cookies so that you can smell how great they smell. <laughs> and like <laughs> we want to entice people in, yeah. rid, rid them of the obstacles and put out a clear path to yeah. move forward with it. Yeah. Well, that kind of gives me we all we all do learn yeah. differently, like you said. And so yeah. we try to put out as many avenues as possible to help people with that. Yes. Well, that is just the perfect opportunity for me to just say, okay, I'm doing it again in 2021. And I know that you're going to be, I mean, you're not recording all 365 podcasts again. You're like, yeah, no, I don't plan on doing that again. No, just the ones where I said intervene. <laughs> no. But, um, or other, I mean, we're right now we're going through a whole batch of um, me editing things where I've said I've made mistakes. But, yeah. Uh, but we're re-releasing the episodes again. Like if I say Luke 10, 18 instead of Luke 18, 10 or things like that, that people catch, listeners catch, um, or that we caught when we were editing the book and doing all of the double checking of the book to make sure that the book was accurate info. Yeah. Um, so we're, we're editing all that, but we are re-releasing and, you know, we have this new, we have a new daily study guide and a weekly discussion guide that are available with it too. So if you like, one of the things we wanted to do was people say, how did you learn how to study the Bible like this? And yeah. so one of the things that we did was I created this tool that is like, you know, five or six questions a day that teach you how to look for the things that I'm looking for when I'm reading the Bible. Oh, that's so cool. Well, uh, this is the first I'm hearing of this. So that's really exciting. Yeah. Um, yeah. So how I was going to ask what's on the horizon for the Bible recap in 2021. So tell me a little bit more about that, because I'm uh, personally very excited to hear that. <laughs> yeah. So we have that daily study guide, which is you would do this in your home by yourself. It's like spiral bounds or it lays flat. You can write in it. Nice. And then we also have a weekly discussion guide because we have a lot of churches are doing the Bible recap together or just people getting a group of friends or family together to do it. I know some people who are using it as homeschool curriculum. And yeah. so they want to have these tools in people's hands to, to do this. And so we did the daily study guide. So 365 days of five to six questions a day. And then we have the weekly discussion guide, which is about 10 questions a week. And those are more like personal reflection. They're designed to create good group dialogue about what you've studied. Yeah. Whereas the daily study guide is more about like how to study. They're more like text oriented. Yeah. The weekly discussion questions are more discussion oriented. Right. And um, so we're doing those. And then we also have, you know, the Bible recap book, which released on election day of all days. And um, <laughs> hey, that is for people. Timely. We wanted. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. <laughs> um, that is just for people who are those visual learners who want something that want the tactile experience of opening a book. And um, so you're either doing eight minutes a day of the podcast to recap what you just read in the Bible or two pages in the book or both. Some people do both. They like yeah. to partner them together. And then I sort of briefly mentioned this earlier, but we have the Bible kneecap, which is our second daily podcast, which is our daily prayer podcast to respond to what we uh, are learning in the Bible. Yeah. And that has been really helpful for me because I, Molly, I love to read the Bible, yeah. but prayer is an area that I've always wanted to grow in. Yeah. So this has been a great teaching tool for me to practice all of those things. So those are the things that we have. If somebody has been through the Bible recap and they want to go through it again and they want to add something to it to dig deeper, we've got study guide, discussion guide, prayer podcast. Yeah. 
you trying to hit every angle. You've got you've got it all. You've got it. It's yeah. like you're like the Oprah of Bible stuff. You're like, and you get a Bible recap, and you right. get a podcast, and you get a discussion group. Um, sorry, oh my I don't. Why am exactly. I doing so many voices today? I'm really sorry, guys. Um, <laughs> I'm not. I think it's entertaining. You're good at it. That's uh, it it's the uh, it's the former comedian in me that's coming out. Love um, it. you Love know, it. sometimes it just. It just happens. Um, well, I will just say that that all of that is really encouraging to me too. Like uh, just hearing how this is not something that you plan to stop doing anytime soon. Um, right. Because after, like I said, after what I've done through the last three years, um, going through like, I, I mean, I've said to my husband, I'm like, I think this is something I'm going to do every year for the rest of my life. Um, oh, because yes. it really is something that, I love and I want to do it with my children and I want to get them, um, you know, going through the Bible when, when they're old enough to really, you know, understand a little bit more. But just to, you know, they know that it's something that's really important to me. It's something that's important to my husband. And so it's just an encouragement to me to see you having gone through it so many times and to know that you're like, it's worth it. It's worth it to keep going. And you can still learn and something. I still love it. I st- yeah. like I still love it. Yeah. And it's kind of, it almost is starting to get to the point where like when you've watched a movie, you know, the movies that like you've seen so many times that you can say them like you can recite the movie yeah. along with the movie. Yeah. It's starting to it's starting to feel like that to me. Where this year, I, I, I for a while, I was like, I'm going to listen to a different version of the Bible because I'm starting to know that, like, I'm starting to be able to, like, say it along with it. Yeah. And then I was like, mm, no, I think I'm going to stick to the version that I know, like, because I'm embedding it deeper into my heart. Ooh. Now, there are times when I do go to a different version because I want a different, I don't want to, like, tune out when I'm hearing those words. Yeah. You know, like, we can't, I want to, like, be, like, attuned to it. Right. Um, so I think there are pros and cons to both both approaches, sticking with a version or changing up, reading a different version every year. I know people who do that, who read a different version of it every year. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, I want to keep doing it forever, too, girl. Yeah. I'm with you. Yeah. I did go back to the message this year. Um, and I'll probably do, I'll do a different version next year. But I got to say, I mean, I love different translations, but there is something about going through it chronologically and reading the message um, mm-hmm. because it, I think for me, it helped scripture kind of come alive because mm-hmm. it did feel like I was having this conversation with God and I was mm-hmm. just getting to hear him tell me how much he loves me. <laughs> and mm-hmm. I can not, I'm again, not kind of in the way of like, I'm looking for myself in scripture, but just to hearing, hearing his love story for his people and knowing that like, oh wait, that's me too. <laughs> like, yeah. <laughs> he didn't leave me out. That's pretty cool. Um <laughs> You know. Um, Okay. So for the listeners, if you want to participate, what I'm going to do is because I know that this is airing on December 30th. So if you're listening to this anytime after December 30th, um, and if you want to join, what I'm going to have you do is I'm just, I'm literally giving you my email address right now. You're going to email hello at stillbeingmolly.com. Email hello at stillbeingmolly.com and say, I want to join the Bible recap. And it doesn't matter if you're listening to this on December 30th, 2020, or March 17th, 2021, or December 15th, 2021. It doesn't matter. You can join at any time. And I love that you always remind us in the podcast where you're like, if you're behind, that's okay. You're not actually behind. You're right where God right. wants you. You're right on time. You're right on time. Um, and so it, it truly is not something that you be, don't feel like you have to start on January 1st. I actually started 
this year's, I think like December 24th or the 26th of last year. So I'm a couple days ahead. <laughs> um, and my husband, was, my husband was like, no, I'm starting on January 1st. So I'm a couple, I always like to kind of be like, well, I'm, I'm a few days ahead of you. So, um, <laughs> just kidding. Um, but yeah, Spoilers. So truly it doesn't matter when you join, but if you want to join and you want the information, I would love for you to join me. And so, um, we're going to do the actual plan on you version. And so you can download the you version Bible app. It's free and, um, you can, uh, I'll send you an invite to our Bible recap group. And so there's a, it's great because I'm going through it with like 45 people this year or something. So to kind of see at, you know, at the end of each day's reading to see what people are kind of getting away from, from that day's reading. Yeah. It's really fun. So if you want to join us, if you've never done it before, we will do it together. (laughs) You can do it. (laughs) I know you can. Um, It's so, so, so worth it. And I want to do the Bible kneecap this year because I did not do that. So I want to jump in. Yeah, it's I really feel like it's a great way to round it out. I mean, just yeah, I love it. Yeah. Okay. Tara Lee, this is the portion of the show where we just transition just a little bit to get to know you (laughs) a little bit more, you know, perfect. Um, So these are my fun get to know you questions. And I did ask add in a a couple, you know, kind of topical based on what we were talking about. So Tara Lee, are you ready for the get to know you round? Let's go. Okay. Get to know me. I know. Okay. Well, I realize this is going to be the most cliche question ever, but what is your favorite book of the Bible? You know, this changes from time to time. Oh, all right. Um, I like it. But currently, my I've really been loving Hebrews. It's very meaty. It is very meaty. And one of the reasons that I also like it is that... I encountered, this is very self-serving. Hey, it's all right. Answer. I encountered a theory that Apollos may have written it. And I have a massive crush on Apollos. (laughs) (laughs) And so um, big Bible crush on Apollos, big, big. And so when I read it, I'm like reading it like maybe Apollos, maybe these are his words. And I know it's the word of the Lord, regardless. Right. I should love it. Um, but thinking that maybe Apollos wrote it makes me even more intrigued by it. That is very interesting. Well, that kind of now to, to be fair, there is a lot of uh there are a lot of reasons why Apollos maybe didn't write it. Yeah. So I'm aware of those. I know you don't need no one needs to DM me yeah, about like, that. Um, but, save, uh, save your emails. <laughs> Right. The, one of the prevailing theories is that Paul wrote it. Yeah. Um, but uh, I had never read it through the lens of like, maybe these are Apollos's words. Interesting. Yeah. Well, that actually kind of leads me to a, I'm just throwing this question out there. Similarly, are there any theories like biblical theories on, qu- on just questions that we have that will never know the answer this side of heaven, but just questions that we have that there are theories of that have maybe, um, you know, You've been like, oh, that's interesting. Like, are, are there any that really stick out to you? Oh, man. I mean, a lot of the stuff about the end times is yeah. just like, who even knows? Who knows? You know? And like, I'll read four different commentaries that'll all say four different things. And whichever one I read last is the one I think is right. <laughs> um, and it, it's just like, there's um, <laughs> in in the book of Daniel, Daniel is like, there's some angels that show up that are talking to each other and one of them has some information that another one doesn't have. And I'm like, not even the angels know all the right. answers. And Daniel 
who like could interpret dreams from the Lord and see these visions and understand this stuff. Daniel doesn't understand it either. He's got questions too. And so I'm just like, the fact that some of us should expect to understand it is a little bit like "Mm, a little crazy. Maybe this is just supposed to still be a mystery. Yeah. Yeah. I heard one um, last week from a, uh, a pastor friend who is, I mean, he's like, he's got his PhD, like the guy's legit. He kn- mm-hmm. and uh, we were having a conversation just about a Paul in general, and there is a like a, a strong theory that Paul had been married once. That mm. he and I was like, what? And <laughs> I was like, do tell because you know it's always like Paul talks about his singleness and well. Uh-huh. So the theory is that so Paul was a Pharisee, which we do know, and in that time historically most Pharisees would not have been single. Most Pharisees would have been married. And then in that, there's a verse in Corinthians where he talks about like, oh, you know, the if the unbelieving wife um, doesn't believe, like you can release her and vice versa. And so mm-hmm. there's a theory that he's writing to that from his own personal experience that when he became a Christian, his wife did not convert. And so he, but I don't know. It's just a theory, but he he said he learned it in uh, in seminary or when he was getting his PhD, maybe. And that it's just some scholars believe that. And I thought it was really interesting. Again, at the end of the day, are we does it define our salvation? No. Is it an interesting theory? Yeah, It's just a curious thing. It's a it's a curious thing. I would have thought based on Paul's writings that if anyone would have dissolved that marriage that it would have been the wife because Paul's the one who's like, stick with the stick with your unbelieving spouse. Yeah. I don't know. I don't know. Again. Yeah. I mean, it's just kind of what we were just kind of having one of those conversations about. And he was like, I don't know. You know, it's just, it's a peculiar theory. So anyway, that's interesting theory. I went off on a tangent. So there you go. Okay. (laughs) Now I'm not going to ask this in the negative term, but I'm going to say, what is the book of the Bible? That is the toughest to get through for you. So Ezekiel. Ezekiel. Thank you. Ezekiel. Yes. Ugh. Ooh, that's a, that is a, my goodness. Okay. I feel so justified because that is also, yeah. when I get to Ezekiel, I start to be like, what did I just read? Oh, my eyes are crossing. Yeah. <laughs> Leviticus is a walk in the park. Yes. On a sunny day compared to Ezekiel. People always talk about long. It's the long. And then I just feel like every chapter is the same thing. (laughs) Like, what is happening? I feel sorry for that. Like, I I was talking to a friend about how I don't love Ezekiel. And she was like, if you think you have a hard time with Ezekiel, think about how Ezekiel felt about Ezekiel. (laughs) Like, that's true. This guy had to write the book twice. Yeah, that's true. Somebody burned it the first time he wrote it. Yeah, you know, that is true. And he had to live it out. Like he had to like, I mean, it's just the things he had to go through. So yeah, (sighs) I feel bad for him about how hard his life was because I think (laughs) he probably didn't like it more than I don't like it. Yeah. (laughs) Uh, Oh man. Okay. I feel so justified. Um, Okay. What song do you have to sing along with when you hear it? Probably, I get a lot of flack because I don't love music. I used <laughs> hey, to be a okay. musician and I'm, I'm just like kind of over it. Yeah. But I still love Coldplay. Oh, all right. Um, yeah. And so uh, Coldplay, there's a song and I'm trying to think of what the, I can't even think of the name of it right now. Chris Martin, eh? Um, I, I think it's probably, I think it's Viva La Vida. 
Oh, yeah. Um, oh, that's a great song. That, yeah. Is that the one that's like, I hear Jerusalem bells are ringing. Yeah. Roman yeah. cavalry choir. That yeah. That's a good I one. I love that. That's a good yeah. one. It's so like anthemic and it just, I'm like, I hear Jerusalem bells ringing too. <laughs> I love it. Okay. Yeah. What was your favorite movie to watch growing up? Cool. Uh, we didn't watch a lot of movies in my home. That's all we right. didn't. Yeah. Um, it wasn't a thing. No, that's okay. I'm I'm sorry. No, you don't, you do not even need to apologize. That's okay. You know, it's top of mind because we we do a lot of family movie nights. So I'm like, maybe. Uh, people... Yeah. No, we did not. We were not a we were not a movie TV family D- board it was games not a thing. No farm work. Oh. <laughs> well, that was my childhood was spent on a farm. Well, uh, we just bought a farm, you know, so hauling hay and all of that. Yeah. Didn't have a didn't have a traditional childhood. Hey, no, we just bought a farm. So uh, that's going to be my life pretty soon. So <laughs> someday your children will be on a podcast and they're going to answering a question and they're yeah. going to be like, farm no, work. I broke beans all summer. I never went on vacation. <laughs> I shucked corn while other kids were watching Disney movies. <laughs> yeah. Yep. That's hey, that's the goal. That's the goal. Um, <laughs> all right. And then this is my last question. This is the question I ask all my guests. And that is, uh, Tara Lee, what does it mean to you to run a business with purpose? Well, for me, one of my one of my favorite quotes is by Count Zinzendorf, <laughs> and it's preach the gospel, die and be forgotten. Mm. And so my goal in life is to build something that outlives me by um, building into something eternal, but it has nothing at all to do with me. Mm. And so the purpose is never me or advancing my name or um, advancing uh, my, my making my dreams come true. Yeah. And when I started the Bible recap, I thought maybe 300 people would listen. Mm. And so my goal is always just to point at the the flashlight, the the flame, the candle, the spotlight, whatever light I have in my hands to shine it on the gospel of Jesus Christ, mm. because that is the only eternal purpose, the only thing that lasts. And so that's how I want to spend my days. And then I want to die and be forgotten. Mm. Go be with him. That's the perfect way to end. Thank you so much, Tara Lee. Thanks for having me, Molly. Okay, friend, I would love to know what you loved about this episode or if there was something that you learned. If you do, let me know on social media. You can find me at Still Being Molly or at Business with Purpose Podcast on Instagram or Facebook. And don't forget to use that hashtag Business with Purpose Podcast. Another thank you to our partners of the show, Simple Switch. Use code Purchase with Purpose for 20% off your first order. The Lemonade Boutique, use code Purpose15 for 15% off at checkout. Amas Uma, go to shopwithmolly.com and use the code Molly Holidays for 20% off from now through Christmas. And GoX Apparel, go to goexapparel.com forward slash Molly Stillman and use the code Podcast20 to snag your exclusive business with purpose tea and more. Thanks so much for listening to this week's episode. If you're a first time listener, welcome. Be sure to check out the archives for past shows featuring incredible people who are changing the world with their businesses. And if you're one of my regulars, thank you so much for tuning in week in and week out. And thank you for your support. Be sure to head on over to Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Google Play, Radio Public, or wherever you listen to podcasts and click that subscribe button, which helps to make sure that you never miss a new episode of the pod. 
And while you're there, would you take a moment to leave a review? Leaving a review helps me to know what you're liking and how the show is personally impacting you. This show is produced by the incredible team at Third Wheel Media. Thanks so much for listening and go do something good with purpose on purpose.